Hello, everybody. Welcome to Lessons from the Top, a podcast that aims to inspire and educate the next generation through inspiring stories from successful people in entrepreneurship, finance, and politics. We are joined today by Daniel Lamar, the Vice Chairman of the Board of Cirque du Soleil and former President and CEO of the company. Prior to working at the Cirque du Soleil, Mr. Lamar served as the President and CEO of TVA, Quebec's largest private television broadcaster. Despite his busy schedule, Mr. Lamar dedicates time to support charitable causes, including the One Drop Foundation, and serves on the board of directors of the Montreal Heart Institute Foundation. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Very glad to talk to you guys. Well, we're glad to, to have you on this podcast. So, can you tell me a little bit more about you? You know, what's your job right now, and you know a little bit of background about you. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been the the CEO of this organization for over 20 years. And, uh, and right now I'm transitioning as the executive vice chairman, which allow me to really put much more emphasis in my today's job in developing new markets, developing new shows, and supporting my good friend and the new CEO of the company, Stéphane Lefebvre. So what exactly like you did uh, to get up, like, you know, because you started a little you, with an important job and you kept going uh, up and how did you do it? Like, uh, you know, what was the step to this and was it, it was pretty hard um, probably. So uh, tell me a little bit more. How did you do it? Yeah. In summary, I would say, you know, a lot of, of, of good work and more and, and also a lot of luck. Uh, but, but, but I think if you are ambition, if you're very ambitious and, and, and you have a plan, and you stick to it by delivering every day, you know, new project, by having a good strategy, by executing as well as you can. Uh, I think that's what opens opportunities. And I went from being really a communication guy when I was the owner of National Public Relations to becoming a manager when I moved to TVA to become an international business developer as at uh, Cirque du Soleil. That is a really big step. And uh, like you said, you, there's a lot of steps going through it. And I feel 100% you should, you know, make steps for it and not look at long term, but, you know, just go ahead and try on. And like you said, luck and only work hard. So, uh, yeah, completely, completely agree. And what exactly is, um, for people listening, you know, the executive chairman of Cirque du Soleil, like, you know, what do you do? In your daily job you have a lot of work to do and you know yeah yeah i do uh first of all i'm, I'm doing the uh, relationship uh, between the management team and the board i'm also a member of the board as vice chairman and uh and as i said i'm supporting uh, the day-to-day -day of our new ceo uh, i'm taking care of the amazing business relationship we have with organization like mgm in las vegas Uh, Disney in Orlando, Videnta in Mexico. Those are very long relationships that I've been building through those 21 years with the company. And now I'm trying to transit those uh, relationships that I have to the new management team. And also in the meantime, uh, developing new projects that will uh, really support the growth of this organization. Okay, so you're really, you know, helping, uh, and I feel like you're growing with them. I feel like it's a lot of steps, and I feel like, you know, you're you're helping them a lot, and you're really an important key uh, in this, and, uh, yeah, you know, just, um, yeah, really important, and, uh, yeah.
Yeah, um, you, you know, do you feel like you helped nurture uh, the Saint Soleil in a different direction when you started off, or you think uh, you played a big part later in your career? Yeah, I did, uh, but but I had a vision that Cirque could grow. When I joined the company, you know, we had uh, three permanent shows and 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 four touring shows. Tonight, we will have 38 shows uh, distributed somewhere on the planet. That's the result, not of one guy. It's not a one-man show here and never been a one-man show. It's a team of people that are passionate by delivering amazing shows. I always say that in the word show business, show come first. So if you have a great show, you will have a great business. If you don't have a good show, you won't have a business. So this is very, very important. And it's something that I've been you know, pleading uh, in all my years at Cirque, that we should keep the focus in really impressing the people, surprising the people every day, that when they come to see a new show of Cirque du Soleil, they, 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 there is this wow uh, reaction. And that's what we're, we're, we're really aiming at. We want to generate a, a wow reaction to every single fan that come to see our shows. Yeah, I completely agree. Because the the thing about uh, Cirque and many other circuses is like it's not a business where you you can only focus on money. It's it's a lot of passion, right? Because ultimately it's art, right? The circus and uh, everything you see is like it's it, it's really it's art. It's beautiful. Like you're, you're captivated when you're watching it. So I completely agree. Like you have to you, you have to put yourself in the position where you're watching the circus and you're like, wow, this is truly like an amazing experience. I'll never have an experience like it. So yeah, I completely agree. But do you, do you think that um, your 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 vision for Cirque du Soleil is what inspired you to actually start off by becoming uh, vice uh, vice chairman of the company, or you like when you initially when you started you you had a different reason why you started like did you did you join because you were like okay I want to make this better I have my own uh, vision for it and I want to uh, spread it throughout the entire uh, industry. Yeah. Uh, first of all, w when I joined the company, I had I had a clear vision that the brand was strong, but had huge potential to really develop at the scale where we are today. I had the luxury at the stage where I am right now to select and recommend the new CEO, Stefan. And now my role is, is, is for Stefan to bring the company to the next level. And my role is, is to support him. You know, during all those years, I had this amazing privilege of watching the best creators in the world. I've been working with Robert Lepage. I've been working with the Beatles. I've been working with James Cameron. And that has allowed me to have a second look to creativity, which had triggered uh, the publishing of my recent book, Balancing Act, because I thought that I have been privileged to have the opportunity to work with those amazing creators. And now is the time for me to share what I've learned in all those years. And that's why I'm talking to you guys. It's, it's because I want to share what I've learned with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I completely agree because I, I feel like when you you meet people like uh, the members of the Beatles and James Cameron, like you you, you can't just you you see life in a different way because they've had like all these experiences and they've been really successful. So 
after working for so many years in Sickness Today and meeting all these successful people, like you can't like for you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you feel the need to spread that knowledge and to spread that um, motivation and that inspiration throughout the rest of the world in Sickness Today and just you know the way you speak, the way you uh, uh, interpret yourself, like you have to you have to inspire others. You don't just like you're not just the vice chairman. You're like someone that you've done so much in the company and with that comes like the responsibility of really motivating others and like sp spreading a message through the same today so i think that's a really it's, it's an amazing thing you know yeah i i'm i feel very very lucky that i have this privilege now and i see it as a mission and my mission is to tell the world that creativity is very very important Creativity is at the heart of Cirque du Soleil, but creativity, and, and I did a very drastic statement when I said, without creativity, there is no business. And I meant that, and I still mean it, because just think of Kadak, for instance. You know, Kadak, you know, one day has decided that the digital world will not affect their business. Guess what? Because they were not creative enough, they denied the digital world and, you know, they're not existing anymore. So if you're not creative, if you're, you know, creativity is what is the springboard of innovation. And innovation is what will give you your leadership. And if you're not pushing your creativity all the time, you will not innovate. And if you stop innovating in whatever sector you are, then someone will take over from you, will take over your business. Yeah, I completely agree. Like you, you always have to, you always have to bring something to the table. You have to use the most of your capabilities to really like, it's like you said, nurture your creativity and use it to make things better and to, and to inspire others. So yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, and, 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 and again, uh, you know, it's not something you don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm going to be creative today. Creativity mm -hmm. is something that you nurture every day. And and that that was my role, and it's still my role, to create an environment within our organization that fuel creativity, that the employees feel that they are empowered to be creative. That's part of their job. That's their role. And that's something that I, I just keep saying internally and now externally, because I think uh, it's our role. You know, if you look to the evolution of the human being, it's always started with someone that brought a new technology or someone that innovate by bringing a new product, a new service. So that the story of the evolution of our society. And that's why, to me, it is so crucial. Completely agree, yes. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, like you said, I feel like you got to evolve in, you know, with the technology around you and stuff, because I feel like every company that has not evolved with, the, you know, social media around you, they have been, you know, really, really, you know, back from other people that used it around social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you know, ad marketing. And I feel like, it, you know, with Cirque du Soleil and stuff, it's really you know, easy now to get access to so many people by the internet. And back then when people like, you know, different companies, they didn't, they said, like you said, you know, oh no, I don't want to use it. 
Well, now look at them. They're either not here or in really big trouble now. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's very, very important that you are in the lookout all the time. You know, if you come to visit Cirque du Soleil, it will take you an hour to visit our creative studio. When James Cameron came to visit our studio, it took him five hours. Why is that? Because James wanted to leverage his visit here. He wanted to know everything about what we do. And curiosity is a very important element if you want to continue to evolve as a human being, if you want to be able to bring your artistic content to the next level, you have to be in the lookout all the time for new ideas, for new people that will influence us. Yes, James has influenced me a lot by being more curious, but I think we have also influenced him by showing him a different way of, of, of creation uh, and creative process. Uh, he's a movie guy where live show people and in, in each of our sector, we have our own ways to create new artistic content. But this is amazing when you meet people of that status that you can learn from. And that's something I've been privileged and blessed to have met people of that scale uh, in my career here at Cirque du Soleil. So, yeah, like you said, I feel like everybody has something to offer and, you know, something different might be good or bad, but I feel like you got to like, you know, open up to people so they can teach you because, you know, people that, you know, you respect and stuff, they have a lot to teach. Like you, you're someone that I really respect and I feel like you can teach a lot of people. So, yeah, so we're going to change a little bit of a subject right now. So I was wondering, you know, how did you maintain a healthy work-life balance while leading a major organization like Cirque Soleil? Yeah, first of all, it's very tough uh, because I'm traveling a lot. I spend 50% of my time traveling around the world. My home is, uh, is uh, you know, the airport here in Montreal. Uh, I'm there uh, every week. Uh, so it's tough. Uh, the, the, the two things that help me uh, to remain balanced, one is uh, I work out uh, on a regular basis uh, to remain healthy. And B, I have a family that uh, is supportive of me and I'm supportive of them. And, uh, and, and I, I truly believe that, you know, that family that I have is keeping me sane. And, uh, and, and, and make me understand that sometimes there is other things in life than just my job. So, yeah, I feel like a family is really important in life and, you know, to support. And I feel, I hope your family or every family that is listening to us supports every single one of the members because I feel like a family is really strong. It's not like friendship or anything else. It's really, you know, from the start you're with them. And I feel like you can create such a beautiful thing in a family and, Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, just family is for me, the thing that is the most important thing in life, you know, having family and getting supported by them. And I'm going to go back to, you said you were there, uh, you know, you were going a lot place in the world and stuff where you go. Ex well, not exactly, but you know, what do you do? Like you go to like different, um, you know, you talk to people over there in I don't know, uh, Miami or like, what do you do exactly? Like you just travel to talk to people. Or you talk to, you know, you know, you travel to do some other stuff. Yeah, most of my traveling is to develop new markets or new shows. 
And therefore I'm meeting with potential partners that either have, you know, companies that are already in our industry like MGM and Disney and others, or real estate developer that are looking to uh, have a Cirque du Soleil show in their new development and they would like us to be their anchor tenant. Or it could be a meeting with, uh, you know, artists uh, or promoters. Uh, basically, that's what I do. And uh, I use this amazing opportunity that I have to travel to learn a lot. Uh, again, that's the one thing I love to do in life is to learn and I'm still learning every day of my life by meeting people. And it doesn't have to be someone that has a big title or someone that is positioned as being a very business or uh, an amazing artist. I like to listen to a lot of dif different level of people because if I go in the studio like I do a lot and listen to our artists, listen to our technicians, uh, I learned a lot because they're the one that are on stage every day and they know much more about the public reaction, the sensitivity, what people like, don't like. And I love to spend time listening to them. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like um, in your position, you've had the luxury of meeting so many different people, so many different successful people and important people in our world. Um, because you have inspired a lot of people. And uh, the, the thing about Cirque du Soleil is like, it's, it's not just one audience, it's that you can inspire everyone. Anybody that sees uh, an amazing Cirque du Soleil show, like it doesn't matter what you do, who you are, it's, it's gonna inspire and it's gonna, it's, it's gonna captivate anyone. So I think that's what's amazing. And because of that, you've had the chance of meeting a bunch of like amazing people, like, like Obama, for example. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's really an amazing thing because not only are you inspiring people through Cirque du Soleil, you get the chance to network and to learn from other people and completely different businesses and uh, fields of the world. So, yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, and 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 the one thing I've discovered uh, meeting a lot of important people. Uh, you know, I like to say to people, I'm not important, but I have the privilege of meeting a lot of important people. The one thing I've discovered is the real people, the real deal, the people that are very very successful in life are the most modest people. They're the one that are asking questions all the time because they want to learn. And, uh, and, and, and modesty is probably the main quality of those successful people. Because if you're, if you're on a, an ego trip, uh, you will miss a big part of your life by not listening to others, by not paying attention to others. And, uh, and, and I believe in learning by being open to other people. You know, when we're talking about creativity, when we're talking about leadership, it starts with openness. You have to be open to other point of view. You have to be open about what people think. And that's how you're going to be able, by listening to others, establish your own vision. Um, honestly, the one thing that I've taken out the most out of uh, my journey so far uh, in Lessons from the Top, meeting all these successful people in many industries, is that they're not only led by money and status, they're led by passion. Everybody that's, that's starting, you know, in the beginning you want to make money, but 
throughout your career or sometimes even in be, like in the beginning it depends you are passionate about the thing and i feel like the people that are truly successful they're not always thinking about money they're thinking about their family they're thinking about their impact in the world they're thinking about what they can do to um change their industry in a, in a better way so i feel like it's the same case with you like the way you speak about society like i can tell that you really want to put on a good show and you want to like, inspire other people so i think that's one of the key factors in actually not giving up and to stick to what you want to do is to actually be passionate from the get-go. Obviously, not everybody has the privilege of being passionate for everything, but I feel like when you can pursue something that you are passionate about, that's when you're actually going to uh, to succeed because you're not only thinking about the money, you're thinking about how to actually uh, change people's lives. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, I went through a very interesting experience. I don't know if you were aware of that, but I was not until recently. There is at Stanford University an MBA about happiness. I didn't know it existed, so I was curious. I went there to meet them. And I'm not going to spend too much time talking about what they do, but the bottom line of the philosophy at Stanford University is is the people that are happy in life have and know their purpose and 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 you know again if you know what you have to do in life if you know your purpose in life chances are that you're going to be very very happy if you know in the morning why you waking up and why you're going to work hard today that's very very important and what's my purpose in life? It's to create jobs to artists because artists, you know, less than 1% of artists can live through their passion. I have the luxury of offering great jobs to more than 2000 artists as we speak. And every time I open a new show, I open jobs to maybe a hundred uh, new artists. And, and that's great because now I know I have a purpose that it's much more important than just having a job or just making money. And that's why I'm proposing to people, define what's your purpose in life. And, and I think you're right in everything you just said. You have to have a purpose that is much more about passion. You have to have a purpose that is much more than money. And then your life is going to be fulfilled much more do you think that <clears throat> you found your purpose um like instantly like you already knew it as soon as you were about to join Cirque du Soleil or it took you a little time to actually think and to sit down and really realize okay what do I want to do in this world what impact do I want to have because I feel like a lot of people they they do a lot of different things in life and eventually they find the one thing they're actually passionate about and they they pursue and other people they they immediately know what they want to do and that's the one thing they stick to so do you, for you like you think that your purpose it was something that you found out immediately and you just knew that it was that or it took a lot of different things and different experiences in your life for you to actually find out what you wanted to uh, to do in this world yeah no it's it's something that uh, has been evolving as i was discovering more and more about uh, our organization about the artist and that's how i've been able to lay out that purpose but the other thing to be said is a purpose is not is is not something stagnant it does evolve like today more and more part of my you know purpose 
is to transmit uh, the importance of creativity in our personal and professional life. And uh, that's, uh, that's also feeding me a lot. And, uh, and, and that's why I say to people, it's normal that your purpose might change as long as you have one in which you really believe and you're pushing hard to help people around you to achieve their own purpose. Yeah, I completely agree. So, um, could you share an experience or a moment in your career that has been the most rewarding for you? You know, for your pat, like you know, you had a, you know, just you enjoyed doing it, or um, I don't know, it was your purpose. You know, like we were talking about. You know, what was the most rewarding moment, or like one of them in your career? Because you probably had a lot of them, but what's the one you remember a lot? Um, that was definitely convincing the Beatles uh, to agree with us to use their music catalog to develop a show. It took about two years of my life uh, to negotiate with them. And the one thing that people don't know is that each single Beatles, which means uh, Ringo, Paul, uh, George at the time, or today Olivia Harrison or, or, or Yoko Hono, any of them as a right, uh, you know, as a veto rights. So if one of the four says no, it will never happen. And that was an amazing challenge to convince every single one to agree because all the entertainment company in the world have been trying for 30 years to convince the Beatles to license their music catalog and they always said no. We convinced them and uh, we have been and we are still very, very successful with the Beatles shows in Las Vegas right now. But me, because I was a groupie when I was younger, I was a groupie of, of the Beatles, to convince my idol uh, to do business with us was really, really a rewarding moment for me. That must have been amazing when, you know, you got the, like, the yes from them and just like, yeah, and you were like, wait did they just really said yes okay that can't happen right now you know like and i see you smile right now and i feel like it really meant to you a lot and i completely agree you know like you said a lot of people wanted to have them and they couldn't and you made it happen so that is a really you know rewarding moment for you yeah it was a rewarding moment a fun moment a touching moment and uh, we have developed since then a great relationship uh, that i cherish uh, immensely that and how how many years has has it been since i don't know if you remember it like yeah I, I i you know I, I i will never forget my first meeting with them uh we were in an hotel a mandarin hotel in, in in london and 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 they were uh in a suite and there was a ton of security in the hotel nobody knew that the beatles were there and uh it was almost like a movie you know, all you could hear in the hotel is the security guard saying the people from Cirque du Soleil are coming, the people from Cirque du Soleil are coming. And boom, here I am in the suite of the Beatles with Guy La Liberté and myself and a bunch of some key people from Cirque. And, uh, and we had a great meetings and uh, the rest is, uh, is history. Do you, do you feel it to be a little overwhelming, not in a bad way, in a positive way? Because I feel like when you start off, um, I, I'm not at that level in life yet, but I feel like when you start off, you're, you're really um, 
you know, you're, you're inspired by others and you learn from others. But as soon as, you know, you start leveling up and you start being one of the important people that actually inspire others, I feel like in your mind, like, you still feel like that little kid or like that little boy that was looking up to these people. And now being in a room with the Beatles, speaking to them, signing a deal with them, like, does that feel a little like existential and like, um, you know, uh, overwhelming in, in a positive way to you? Like, h- how did you truly process that experience? Yeah, first of all, I would be lying to say that I was not impressed by meeting them. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with James Cameron. I was very, very impressed when I met him in his, uh, his studio when he was, uh, you know, working on his first uh, mo- Avatar movie. Uh, I was impressed. But then you have to go over that because if you really want to push the experience at the limit, you have to create a true and authentic relationship with them. So you have to be to get over being impressed and then more focus about what you want to achieve with that. And there's two things I wanted to achieve with the Beatles and with James. I wanted to achieve Uh, I wanted first to learn from them how their creative process works and secondly, how we can work together. And uh, and then again, uh, it did work in both cases and that was a, an amazing learning process for me. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, it, it, it's inspiring to meet like someone that you looked up to for so long and, and now you're in a room with them and you're having a conversation with them about working together i feel like for you that was truly something that like you were proud of yourself um you were part of them you're part of like what you guys did but you're also like truly proud of yourself because you always look back to who you were and now that you're that person it's like damn i'm actually in a room with the beatles and i'm changing the world so yeah it's, it's amazing let's um let's switch topics a little so um let's talk about um the entertainment industry and media in general. So throughout your career, how has the world of entertainment and media transformed? And what do you perceive as the most significant trends and challenges confronting uh, the industry today? Because, you know, with social media and a lot of uh, technology and different things coming out, like, I feel like it's not the same as it was in the 80s and the 90s, and especially with circus. So uh, what trends and like challenges do you feel uh, are being confronted today? Yeah, uh, there is a lot of different school of thought about this this topic, but but here's my two cents. Uh, first of all, I think technology will always have an influence on what you do, and in our situation, technology has had an influence more importantly on our marketing, because social media has allowed us to reach out to a younger crowd, uh, because the the younger crowd are the one that are really in social media. I'm from the generation of television, but the the actual generation is is all about social media. And and so if you don't understand that, uh, then you will lack. If you just spend your money on traditional media, you will fail miserably. And that was a big, big uh, learning curve for us and it has changed our marketing approach uh, in a heartbeat. The second thing is uh, in terms of content, uh, because now uh, over and above the live show, uh, while there was the pandemic, it uh, it has allowed us uh, to broadcast through multiple platform uh, some of our content. And we have reached out 70 million viewers 
through the pandemic with a new network that we have created, which was called Circ Connect, that allow our fans to remain connected uh, to our artistic content uh, through this network. Yeah, and um, you know, social media obviously um, for everything you just said, social media has a really has had a really good impact and a really positive impact on Cirque du Soleil because, um, like Charles mentioned earlier, you can spread the message through a bunch of different people and especially like you said, the younger generation. But do you think that in some ways social media may have had a negative impact? on uh, the media or entertainment industry today compared to like your generation where it was mostly television and magazines and posters and uh, being actually there in person. Do you think that social media has sort of taken away from that sort of um, like that sort of side of the entertainment industry or do you think only good has come from social media? Yeah, the reality is it doesn't matter if you think it's good or bad. The reality is it's there, it exists. It reaches out zillions and zillions of people around the world. So if you are a global brand like Cirque du Soleil, you have no choice than to benefit from it and really take the good side of social media by increasing your reach by millions and millions of people every week. And that's what we do. We have a full team, uh, you know, totally dedicated to developing new content all the time to stay in touch with our big fan base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like at the end of the day, you have to adapt to our current generation because uh, things are you know, progressing a lot and social media is changing a lot. So I feel like, uh, especially with entertainment and visual arts, I said I had to adapt a lot. And I feel like, you know, you guys have done a really good job. So yeah, um, on that, you know, okay. So what advice would you give to your younger self as you embarked on your journey? It's a and and in one drop fashion. Like, what advice would you give to yourself when you were first starting out and you're struggling and you're having all these difficulties and challenges? Yeah, uh, the first advice is never, ever give up. Uh, it's too easy because you have a bad days or you have a project that fail to give up. You should never give up your dream. Just keep pushing, and and. To me, that's the most important thing because people get dis discouraged too easily, give up their dream too easily, and and then they regret. And uh, I don't want to have any regrets ever. And that's why I'm I, I never give up. I you know I'm very very resilient. And to me, that's very important that that people you know fight the fight uh, every day. Uh, and also have a clear vision of what they want to do. It will change. You know, my life has changed many, many times, you know, from PR to t TV business to Cirque du Soleil, but, but it doesn't matter as long as you're progressing, learning, and I would say having fun. You have to have fun in doing what you're doing because otherwise, <laughs> what's the point of being unhappy uh, all day long? It will never work. So, so if you don't like your job, move on, do something else. Uh, if you don't like your life, move on, do something else. Uh, you know, life's too short. And uh, the, the one thing that I had all my life and my kids, if they were here, they will tell you, I always told them that I had the best job in my life. I said that when I was in TV. I said that when I was in PR. 
And I said that now that I'm at Cirque and my, my kids are laughing at me saying, Dad, you always said that you had the best job in, in, in your life, but those were different jobs. But I said, you know, as long as you believe that you have the best job and you're having fun doing it, then the success will come. Yeah, you completely nailed that. Uh, having fun, being passionate, and never giving up. I feel like those three things, if everybody has those three things, they're really going to succeed and they're going to not want to give up and actually pursue what they're pursuing. So, yeah, completely agree with what you said. And, and on a personal matter, uh, you know, there is, there is four things that are very, very important to me to succeed uh, for your own uh, little discipline. You know, first and foremost, you have to sleep well. <laughs> you know, you cannot be, uh, if you have party all night long, you won't be sharp on your job the following day. Uh, second thing is you have to eat well, because if you don't have the level of energy that you need, you will not succeed. Third, I believe you have to train, uh, because if you're not in shape, uh, it's going to be very tough to, to succeed. And fourth, uh, and it's interesting, I don't put that number one. I put it number four. If you have achieved the first three, then number four is work hard. Yeah, I, f I feel not, if you don't have the first three, I feel like it's a you know it's you know like you said it's the, you gotta do the first one and after that I feel like the first three like you said and after that work hard and all of the others are gonna come right away and you know just having a good workout or good you know mentality can really help doing all those things that you just said so um we're gonna go i feel like you've well you've worked with a lot of people during your career and um I, is there anyone who has that you know a particularly significant influence on your work or on yourself your mentality or anything and what was their caress you know their personality did they possess what personality did they possess that made them such an inspiring colleague or partner that you worked for them or with them yeah, there are a few. Uh, first of all, the founder of Cirque du Soleil, Guy de Liberté, uh, you know, uh, helped me understand that we have to push all the time. You know, he used to say, uh, it's one thing to recognize danger as long as you're not scared. So you should recognize danger, but you shouldn't be scared and you should just keep pushing. Uh, Cameron, for sure, James Cameron, uh, because of, of, of the way he is pushing the level of perfection in the artistic content that he is uh, developing. Uh, those are two that are uh, really had a big impact on me. And what was the characteristic that they possess? You know, like they were hardworking, funny. What was the thing that really helped you, you know, be, you know, in a good relationship with them? And what is the most important for you? That was this obsession that both of them had every day to make sure that they will create what, what they wanted to achieve was to create the best artistic content that there is on the planet. And that was their ultimate goal. And, and they haven't changed. They're still trying to create artistic content that will be amazing. And, uh, and, and that passion for surprising the world with new artistic content that will be innovative it's something that uh, that i believe in and and that's our objective as an organization 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I feel like, you know, hardworking and just going with your passion, like we talked before, I feel like, you know, just following your passion and doing what you love is real important because you can be happy and not do the thing you like. And at the end of the day, I feel like you got to be happy with what you're doing. So, um, yeah, really. So, <clears throat> I go, Heidi, are you going to speak? No, I'm... I'm uh, okay, I'm, well, um, yeah, no, uh, so... This will wrap up our episode for today. So thank you a lot, Mr. Lamar, for uh, being with us. Um, Charles and I are honored to have had this conversation with you. I think we've touched on a lot of amazing subjects and we've uh, extracted extracted a lot of valuable information for uh, the younger generation. And uh, yeah, if if, uh, if I, I feel like being able to speak to so many different people and so many different successful people that have had all these experiences, it's like, it's really inspiring because it's it's not just information it's information from people that are truly passionate and have, that have been through a lot it's not just like someone that have that has done one thing it's you've you've had your experience for 20 years so it's really amazing that um, you were able to hop on this call with us today and to have uh, an amazing episode so thank you and uh, yeah so we'll catch you guys on the next episode goodbye thank you